I know a lot of people say that this past year has been the longest and the shortest feeling year ever. And for me, the fact that it feels so short, it makes me feel like I'm not ready to let go of like my high school experience. And I feel like there's no closure because I'm not going to be able to have my senior activities and have my last year on campus. Welcome to the Clear Choices Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Eigner. And it is my unique privilege to bring you intriguing conversations with people who have made the bold choices necessary to elevate their lives and create a positive impact on the world. By hearing their stories, I hope you walk away more motivated and more inspired to do the same in your life. Because we all have choices to make. My goal is to help inspire you to make more conscious and powerful choices clear choices. Now let's get started. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you're a fan of the show, make sure you leave a review, rate the show, and share it on social media. It does a a great deal to help us build our audience. And by the way, if you like some of the guests that you've heard and you have some ideas on others that might be a great fit, please email me directly at rob at robeigner.com. That's R-O-B at R-O-B-A-I-G-N-E-R.com and uh, send me some guest ideas. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Hello, Clear Choices listeners. This is Rob Eigner with a really unique episode. For the first time ever, I'm interviewing multiple people, uh, five to be exact, uh, and there are five teenagers, all ranging from the age of 17 or 18, high school seniors. Uh, and they are Sammy, Julia, Nicholas, Jake, and Matthew. And what we're going to be talking about is what a unique year it's been in 2020. So, Sammy, I'm going to start with you. Give me one word that's going to describe what the last 12 months have been like. Okay, this is a little redundant considering the podcast, but change. I like that. That's great. Jake, what about you? Um, I think I'll go with chaotic. Julia. Confusing. Nick. I'd go with lonesome. Matt. Stressful. Okay. So, um, so Nick, what has been the toughest thing about the last 12 months for you? In the last 12 months, Probably the hardest thing I've had to do was um, get surgery on my meniscus that I tore almost exactly a year from now. Um, And, you know, I had to go through surgery, physical therapy, and all of this was like in the the heat of the pandemic. So I wasn't able to even like go outside or, you know, like go on bike rides with friends to the the beach or all of that. So, uh, yeah, that was the hardest part. So uh, let me ask you a follow-up question on that. So having surgery in a hospital where, you know, the worst COVID cases are happening, how how was that for you? Like how stressful was that for you to be in that situation? Um, It wasn't as stressful as I thought it would be. Everything was very safe. All the doctors wearing masks. You had to get tested prior. Everybody in that like section were like already tested before they came. So I felt pretty safe um, considering all the stuff that they had to do. And then even like during the surgery, 
I was like knocked out for the entirety of it. So I wasn't even able to see what they were doing or how close they were getting to me. And I mean, I ended up fine after. So it was, it worked out well. Actually, that's a good question that I'm going to just ask all around before I ask all of you the question I asked Nick is, has anyone on this uh, podcast today had COVID? Has anyone tested positive? I'm getting all head nods. No. Okay, that's good. Uh, So Matt, I'll go to you next. What's been the toughest thing for you about the last 12 months? Toughest thing about the past 12 months for me has been, um, I'm a part of a youth group and I was elected one of the leaders. And a big thing about this youth group is it is a phenomenal experience in person and it's designed to be in person. So they decided, the leaders of this program, it's a statewide program, they decided to move it to an online setting. And with that, I also had to lead a delegation of about 100 kids, about 100 peers with seven other of my friends. It has been extremely challenging, mainly due to the fact that it's a lot of work. My entire school year this year has been dedicated mainly to dealing with this leadership role. Uh, my Mondays through my Thursdays, it's all work uh, building up to Thursday when Thursdays when we have our meetings. So that has been the most difficult, especially that it's hard for the kids within the program to give us feedback and for us to um, and necessarily enjoy ourselves as the leaders. Because of the because of the pandemic kind of interrupted the sort of engagement you would normally have. Yeah. So that's been a huge takeaway from the program. But that definitely has been the most difficult thing I've had to endure uh, throughout this past year. Got it. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Julia, what about you? I think mine is kind of more of the general idea of knowing I'm going to be off to college and just starting a new thing. And I know a lot of people say that this past year has been the longest and the shortest feeling year ever. And for me, the fact that it feels so short, it makes me feel like I'm not ready to let go of like my high school experience. And I feel like there's no closure because I'm not going to be able to have my senior activities and have my last year on campus. So I think the hardest part is knowing that it's going to like everything's going to change now. So there's a sense of loss. I hear that. I hear that. Jake, what about you? Well, mine's not not because I'm a leader in a youth group or because I need knee surgery, but I think it's still been pretty hard. Again, I think uh, mine mine's going to be pretty general, but I think staying motivated just with everything. Uh, I play soccer. Um, I'm a club soccer player. I've been playing for almost a decade now, and uh, we went you know through a lot of changes. Uh, we got a new coach who's kind of been a dick, I'm not going to lie, to making it really hard to want to practice and want to play for this team that I've been with for like seven years. And I'm a pretty energetic guy. I like to get stuff done. I'm, I think I'm pretty productive, but I just had no desire to get work done for school. And especially with the college apps that are, thank God, finished, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty hard to find time and the energy to, to want to do that. And, and I'll just follow up question. Uh, what, what made it hard to be motivated specifically? Like, was it because you were locked at home or like just expand on it? It was due to the fact that I was home. That, that's, that was one component of it. But I think more of it was just the lack of engagement that comes without a pandemic. You know, before, before um, it got really bad, 
I was practicing with my team three, four times a week and seeing them, you know, sometimes more than my friends at school. And school was really tolerable. And I, I really enjoyed school because of the social aspect. And I got to see all my friends. So it made it really hard to just be locked up in my living room with my teacher assigning essays. It just, you know, it's not really what I wanted to be doing. Yeah, I totally get that. So Sammy, bring us home on this one. Um, so yeah, the last year there's been, I don't know how to describe this, but the last year of my life, I feel like I've grown up a lot in a really short span of time. This period last year, I was a junior in high school and I thought I still had a year left and I had half of junior year left and I was looking forward to a lot that is considered normal about a high school experience. And here I am a year later in college, I'm going to be leaving to New York in May, um, saying goodbye to where I've grown up my entire life. And so I feel like what I've been through in the past year, just personally and drifting away from people who I didn't think I would be drifting away from just yet, or having to say goodbye to people I didn't think I'd have to say goodbye to to yet, um, has really forced me to sort of like face just the reality of life and how things come and go and how it's not always what you plan to be. And I know everybody's been through that to at least a little extent this past year. Um, but there's just been a lot of really big changes in my life. And that's been interesting to adjust to. Appreciate that. So Sammy, follow-up question. What was, what was the hardest choice to make around like going to, you know, first of all, you told me earlier, you, you graduated early and you, you're, you know, you're in, you're a senior in high school technically, but you're, you're going to college and you're going to college early uh, during your senior year. So how did you come about the process of making that choice? I had this idea from before when the pandemic started. And at that point it was senior year was going to be easy for me, but I would get the social aspects for it. So it would kind of balance out. And I was just weighing, am I willing to give up the social aspects to go to school or to go to college early? And then once the pandemic hit, I realized kind of what my senior year would look like. And I would be taking the bare minimum of classes and they would all be easy because I got most of my credits out of the way. Um, so when this option was presented to me to take the test, to leave high school early, um, the pandemic made it really clear that it just a year of online high school would set me back in a way. And I had an option to take a head start, I guess, or get a jump ahead. And I think that was really important to me. And so that decision, that's how it came about. And I will say that was a really hard decision to make, especially because back in May, when I was making that decision, we didn't know how long it would last. And so having to predict in a way something that none of us could see coming was really weird and really definitely really hard yeah have you ever thought about hosting your own podcast this episode of clear choices is brought to you in partnership with libsyn powerful podcast hosting the podcast hosting distribution and monetization platform since 2004 use promo code choices and you can get over one month of free services go to libsyn.com promo code choices Yeah, a little, little surreal for sure. So um, I'm going to kind of jump around in my some of my questions uh, based on what you guys are giving me. So uh, Jake, I'll start with you. How has social media kind of changed or, or how have you changed around social media usage because of the pandemic or have you? Okay, that's a, that's a really good question because I, um, so I was really tempted to turn to my phone, especially social media. And a lot of television, 
um, at the start, especially because I, I don't think I'm, I think I'm speaking for everyone here. I don't think anyone was that used to being cooped up for that long. Um, so I did, I did have a lot of temptation to kind of resort to my phone uh, in place of like physical contact and connection with people. So uh, I actually kind of felt myself moving towards that. And I, I'm, I, I've really been trying to uh, limit my phone usage, which I've been doing a pretty good job on. So I try to monitor my, my phone usage and how long I'm on it because I, I really would hate to see myself become addicted to it. And I really hate to see myself need something like that, something that's designed to get you uh, addicted. So I've really been watching it and I really haven't been keeping up with social media as much, which was, again, it, it sounds probably kind of stupid, but it was a tough choice because I do uh, use a lot of social media to, to mainly communicate with friends rather than post. So it was hard, but I think it was something that was very important to do. Nick, what about you? Same question. I've used a lot of social media even prior to the pandemic. And I think this just kind of boosted it to a, a point where it's a little bit even unhealthy. Um, like, so wait, st- so stop there. When you say unhealthy, like describe it, give me, give me time use or how you're using it or how it's making you feel. Talk a little bit about that. I mean, it's just like, I'm using it so much now because I have, a lot of free time to do and like in between like watching shows like I'll be on my phone like even like sometimes during class when I'm not when like the teacher's not teaching anything too important I'll even be on my phone and like it's just so much going on on like social media now um is is there a platform that's your go-to platform usually Instagram is like the the base but like if I'm looking for more specific entertainment type I would go to like TikTok or another like on par with Instagram is Twitter so I I use those as well okay got it I appreciate that Julia what about your social media interaction in these last 12 months has it changed so similarly to Nick I also use social media a lot before the pandemic but now I feel like since we're not able to go outside of the house, see each other at school and things like that, the only way to interact with others is through social media. The only way for you to portray, I don't know how to explain this, but just to be, for example, if I bought a new outfit, nobody's going to see it unless I post it on social media, which sounds stupid, but that's just the way that it works now. And um, I think that, like Nick mentioned, the app TikTok really blew up during the pandemic because of so much off time that we have. And I realized that at first I started using it for way too many hours because it's just so easy to get sucked into. But putting limits on yourself and making the choice to be aware of how much time you're spending on it is a way for it not to be as unhealthy, like Nick said. Yeah. So, uh, I'll go, uh, Matt, then Sammy. All right. Um, I mean, similar to everybody else, I've been sucked into social media and I realize more and more now just the tools they use, uh, to keep us there, like algorithms that if I mention something just out loud or I text something to a friend about something I like soon enough on TikTok, I will see a video related to that two or three videos. And so 
this amplified by the fact that it's the pandemic and online school is hard to pay attention to. I've seen my hours on my phone skyrocket. I used to maybe do three hours during normal times during a school week. But now sometimes I will accidentally reach eight hours a day and I see that and I feel terrible. And then it's like the next week I turn on screen time. So it effectively just means that all my apps are shut down besides a few that I allow. And it's kind of like I need that or else I will mindlessly spend hours on hours on hours on my phone. When you're using social media that much more, man, does that sound you're saying you did eight hours a day? Is that what you said? This like past month, there's been like a day or two where I've, I've reached eight hours. Okay. So you're, so you're hitting like 10 time multiple of what you had normally used or more. How did you feel besides guilty about it? Cause you said that, but how did you, how did, did it make you feel any different? Just like using it that much? Did you feel burnt out or more connected or less connected or ostracized? Like, how'd you feel? It's interesting. I didn't feel lonelier, but I really noticed physical effects. Like I felt a huge increase in just me feeling lethargic. Um, my mind became extremely fuzzy. I felt distracted. And on top of like, you know, guilt and shame, I just generally felt poor after spending eight hours. But, and also I, I think I, I started to feel less happy because other things just seemed less appealing than going on TikTok, which kind of became a sad scenario. <laughs> Appreciate that, Sammy. So I actually had a really different experience from everybody who just spoke. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was really good about monitoring my time and doing what was best for me. And I was really on top of not restricting myself, but being able to set those limits and be like, okay, that's enough for today. Move on to like reading or drawing or just doing something that I knew was better for me. Um, and I actually deleted my social medias all for like a month in the middle of the summer. Um, and I only ended up redownloading one of them. So that, that was how I was at the beginning. But since I started college and just sort of where I'm at now, social media is the only way to keep in touch with people. Um, so the weirdest thing about starting college is not being able to make friends because I feel like I've left behind my high school life and I'm starting my college life, but with the people from high school and not with the people from college. So having to make friends online is really, really challenging. Most of them live across the world, which is crazy. So there's time zones and all of my classes have group chats on social media, which frustrates me to the max because having to go to an app that I know I hate and makes me feel horrible about everything just to make a friend is not fun. Um, and kind of coming back to it, Julia was saying it's been a year since we've seen most of the people in our lives and social media is the only way to see where people are because during a normal year we would have changed so much in this time span but we'd be going to school with each other we'd be seeing each other regularly so you wouldn't you, you'd see that so what I'm hearing I'm hearing you say that it's sort of a kind of a necessary evil like you don't want to be using it but it's like you don't want to not be connected with people and it's kind of your only vehicle right very much so. It, it, I, as much as I hate it, it's kind of unnecessary. Like what you said, a necessity to being connected and feeling connected and meeting people right now, which is unfortunate. So, um, okay. So I'm going to ask two questions at once and you guys can this time just kind of raise your hand if you want to answer it first. And I'll just call on you guys that way. But um, so it's two questions and you can combine them or do whatever. So first of all, what has been the best thing 
about the pandemic because there had, I mean, I know for me, not that this is about me, but there's been positives about it for me. And then it kind of connected with that. The reason I'm combining these questions, what's been the best thing about it? And then how have you changed and what have you learned? So who wants to take that on? Go ahead, Sammy. So this is a personal detail surprise, but um, I've had a boyfriend when we started the pandemic and he's a great, he was a great ahead of me. Now we're in the same year of college, but we would have only been together until September, but him having to stay home meant we were able to celebrate his birthday. We were able to celebrate New Year's and the holidays. And it was really nice. Um, He's actually leaving this week. So that's over. But it was really nice to have time with him and with like my parents, for example, just more time with people that I otherwise would have had a lot less time with. Um, So that was an amazing opportunity. Um, And the second part of that question, I don't remember what it was. Was how you changed or learned or what you learned during this time. Oh. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, can you come back to me on that one? Because I feel like that's a loaded question. No problem. No problem. Who wants to take it next? See, when I don't call on you guys, then I'm uh, I'm forced to. All right. Nick, you're up. It's hard to say what the best thing is. Um, I guess the, the best thing I could possibly think of is I've gotten a lot better at um, surfing. It's something that previously, like in school, I would have only been able to do on the weekends or holidays but now since school gets out at like noon every single day like I have the ability to go like and whenever I want to and that's pretty much exactly what I've been doing and something that I've changed is I feel like my perspective of the world is a lot more knowledgeable than it was uh, prior to this year is that, and is that because is that because you're watching more news or you're spending more time with your parents or like why is that? Uh, I think part of it has to do with in light of a lot of recent news uh, that came out, like a lot of the Black Lives Matter movement, yeah, a lot of the police killings and all of that. And then also, I'm currently taking a class called Intercultural Literature, which is like learning about like race, gender, sexism, and like the patriarchy and all of that. And it's just really widening my perspective of the world and like how we're usually look at it to like where it, what it actually is. That's, that's great. Uh, I appreciate that, Nick. Thanks for sharing that. Sammy had a, something to add. So when Nick was talking, it really got me thinking about how my perspective has also changed in a really similar way. I was just having this conversation with my parents as I was thinking There is rarely an event like this where everybody in the entire world is going through something on a very similar scale. And it's impacted different communities drastically different. But the fact still stands that we are all, no matter where you are in the world, facing a very similar tragedy, I would, is a good way to describe it. Um, And I think that's fair. Yeah. And it's, it's been, it's really opened my eyes to a lot of the privilege I hold and a lot of things that I'm grateful for and things I took for granted. And it's really made me appreciate what I have and also have a lot of compassion for other people and open my mind a lot. I'm right with you on that, Sammy. Matt, why don't you go? Um, I think stuff, like good things about the, um, the pandemic. And again, going back to what Sammy just mentioned, First off, I realized the privilege I had. It had always been people had told me about it, uh, said that I have it, and I would 
agree with them, but I never fully understood it until now. Walking around my neighborhood, there's multi-million dollar houses. There's young kids growing up. The infrastructure is great. There's a phenomenal community. And I just realized how lucky I am for this. And because of this, I've had, I've actually been able to say I've had a okay time, even a positive time during the pandemic. Like I've accomplished a lot of things I've been putting off for a long time because of school. I finally got my driver's license. It was odd when I did it because it is during the pandemic, but I got a job. So I had my first job experience, worked at Trader Joe's and something I think that will last even longer, which I gained from this pandemic is, and it may sound cheesy, but I got to see who my true friends were as I noticed that the people who you would hang out with during the pandemic are the people who would reach out to you, the people who would actually care about you and the people who would really want to go and see you. So when I'm with these people now, I feel, I don't know, it's a general sense of joy knowing that there are people who really like enjoy spending time with me. Love that. Jake. Um, so I'll start out by answering one of the better things that's happened. So as I mentioned before, I've been playing club soccer for almost a decade now. And as a younger kid, uh, I really had big dreams. You know, I'm going to go pro. I'm going to play in Europe, yada, yada, yada. Um, but as I grew up, it, it really got, you know, more realistic as I matured. So I think around like eighth grade is when I really realized that my, my main goal was to play college soccer. So unfortunately, uh, the time to play college soccer kind of landed during the pandemic. So I had to do a lot of re-navigating and, you know, rethinking my approach because there were, you know, buys and NCAA restrictions that, you know, didn't allow coaches to see you in person. So it made it a lot harder. But I think one of the best things that happened was that I was actually able to commit to a D3 school up in Washington. Not only was it a good soccer school that I thought I could not only impact, but it's also a really good school. And, you know, I had my major. It's in a cool place. And it's a some somewhere that I can actually see myself becoming a better person, even if part of it is in the pandemic. And something I've learned during the pandemic, which this might sound a bit hypocritical, but, you know, we were just talking about how the only place to connect is through social media. But I've really learned to listen to myself. I spent a lot of time alone, as I'm sure everyone else has. And I've done a lot of thinking and I've really learned, uh, you know, when to ease off work or when to tell myself I need to be more productive. I've become more proficient at like recognizing, um, you know, signals that I put off that I didn't really realize. So it's helped me become more productive and kind of keep myself in check during the pandemic. Love that. Love that. Uh, Julia. I think the best thing that happened to me um, was being able to spend a lot of time with my family and grow closer to them, which I know is super important before I go off to college. Um, and also it gave me a lot of time to focus on things that I've always wanted to try out or I've always enjoyed doing. I just have more time to do those things. For example, I used to sell clothes on the internet as a hobby and I really enjoyed it. And with all of my free time, I was able to invest more time an effort into it and start doing it on a larger scale and enjoy myself more because of that. Awesome. I love that. So um, all of you, all five of you, I know um, from talking to you earlier, have college plans and some of you have shared that. Do you feel differently about college now than you think you would have had the pandemic not impacted us? Like, 
Are your expectations different about college? Are you more excited or more, you know, have more trepidation about going to college? Like what's changed about your view on the college experience? Sammy, I'll start with you. That's a really good question. I don't think overall a lot has changed. College has always been something that's really important to me. And I'm going to an art school, which is, has always been really important to me. And so college has always been an experience that is something I've always looked forward to. And I really value a lot and I'm really excited for. I definitely have gotten really used to my creature comforts at home, especially being here so much over the past year that I think that's going to make leaving even more difficult. And that's something that I'm, that's coming up quickly for me. So I'm, I'm already starting to realize like, oh, I, you mean I won't have a backyard? Oh, you mean I won't have as much space? Right. So definitely getting really adjusted to a routine and having that taken away, I think is going to be bigger to me than it would have been during a normal year. And I think this goes, I don't want to speak for everybody, but I've heard this talking to a lot of my friends that there's going to be more pressure on college to kind of make up for what was lost in high school, especially being seniors, missing out on a huge time in our lives. We're going to try, not try, but accidentally put a little bit more pressure on ourselves to like have the fun we weren't able to have. So that's what you mean by making up like, okay, I didn't have a prom. I didn't have a graduation. So yeah. Yeah. Freshman year is going to be fun. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping. Um, Nick, what about you? Um, I mean, my view of college has always been, it would be a way for me to like get out of my, my city and go explore somewhere new and at the same time get an education. But now it's, it's kind of changed a little bit. Like I think now for college, for me, at least I want it to be a more social thing rather than explore something new because you know, this last year, we haven't been able to socialize as much. And I think a lot of people are just craving that so much to the point when they finally get to college, like they're just going to go crazy, meet a bunch of new people and try and make new friends as possible. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm hearing, you know, I hear in all of you guys, before I go to the next person, I hear some version of you know, this isolation or a little bit of loneliness, this lack of connection or a changed type of connection. So I really hear that as one of the, the key through lines with all of you. Um, Julie, you want to take on that question about college? Sure. So I feel like I have a completely opposite view of Sammy on college because a year ago, she decided that she was ready to start. And I feel like the pandemic for me made me feel like I'm not ready to start college and it just scared me even more. Um, I think kind of like what somebody else was mentioning about the comforts of being at home, you felt it a lot more during the pandemic. And like I mentioned before, without the closure of your senior year, I don't know. I just expected to be ready at this point and I feel like I'm still terrified. So if I can go a little deeper on that, Julia, like what, what about it scares you or in what way do you not feel ready? I feel like I haven't closed this chapter of my life yet. So it's hard to think that I'm going to be opening up a new one and kind of just living here and going to school here. This is all I've known up to this point. So I'm going to do something completely different, which is scary in my eyes. Appreciate that. Uh, Matt. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of going to say the same thing as everybody else because it's very true. Uh, there's been a huge pent-up urge uh, amongst especially seniors uh, in high school to go and socialize. Uh, we were extremely social creatures before the pandemic, and that's been stripped away. So uh, I think college now has become evidently we're going there for school and education. But a lot of my friends are now we're discussing more of how much fun it's going to be to socialize once we get to college. Mm-hmm. Jake. Yeah, uh, I was probably going to go a pretty similar route. I think it's fair to say most of us here are pretty deprived when it comes to social connection. But one thing that was a little different for me, so I'm 17 and it was going to work out to where, or not was going to, it is going to work out to where I graduate high school at 17 instead of 18. And before the pandemic, I had no second thoughts about taking a gap year to let myself catch up or anything. I was pretty excited to have like, you know, a year up on everyone in that I would be finishing it a year earlier than everyone. But coming into the pandemic, I had a lot of conversations with my parents about possibly taking a gap year, not only for soccer, but because I did have an extra year to buy. And uh, it, you know, that might be worth taking if it, if it meant that I would be able to have the full college experience and I didn't have to take part of my classes online. And even if it was a, a semester or even a week, I'd still rather have the whole college experience. So that, that part changed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pivot a little bit. So first of all, I just want to say, listening to you guys, like I'm super impressed. Like you guys are a bunch of enlightened, aware uh, young people. Uh, and I really, I really appreciate that. And, and it, aside from this lack of connection, what I'm hearing from all of you is that you know, there's been some awareness, there's been some hard times, but there's been some good times and, you know, a little bit of loss of, you know, your senior year. Not everyone is as lucky as you guys. Not all teenagers are as lucky as you guys. So um, I want to just share a couple of things, not to like be a downer, but it's just reality. So the um, American Psychological Association says that 19% of all humans, all Americans um, feel more stressed out in the last year. 81% of students have had a negative school experience, and 82% of teenagers say they needed more support than what they got. And I know for a fact in the school district where I live that there's been a high school suicide and a middle school suicide in the last year. So I'm I'm laying all this kind of data and facts and stats on you guys to kind of get your reaction to those around you, those that you might be going to school with, that you're witnessing having a hard time. And I'm not saying you should name them, but I'm kind of wanting you to name the experience that they're having. Sammy. So this isn't on as severe of a level as you were talking about, but I actually have been struggling with anxiety for the majority of my life, anxiety and panic attacks. Um, And that's been really difficult for me in my daily life. And it's something that affects me through a lot that I do. And I've noticed a really sharp intake in that through the pandemic. And it's there are some days where it's just really hard to do certain things because of it. And that's a really personal part of my life. But it's just kind of what like what you were mentioning, just a consequence of being isolated and dealing with really big events. And I'm lucky enough that I have a really great support system and a great family. And I have access to resources that help me work through that. But I have heard of really tragic cases of 
people I know really, really struggling because of the lack of social interaction. And that sounds really superficial, but I think people can really underestimate the power of seeing people regularly and what that can do to somebody. And for some people, that social interaction through school is the only place they feel safe or the only place they feel comfortable. And it, I know a few people personally, and it's been really challenging watching them. Yeah, well, I really I appreciate you sharing that. And I, uh, again, I'm sure a lot of people listening, I can totally identify. Yeah, Nick. Well, for me personally, I don't think I've seen many people like so depressed or like suicidal to the point where like it's very noticeable or that I like they they know it or I know it um but personally like when I was I was still like bedridden from my my surgery the entire summer and you know with that I kind of went through a bit of like a depression because I was like just sitting in my bed all day and only getting up to like get food or drink water and like I couldn't even like sit at the couch and watch TV or anything like that. So just like staying in that one place for two or three months is it was just un- unbearable. And yeah, like it, it's just very difficult to do that. And I know a lot of people are feeling the same way just in their daily quarantine lives because they're just as a student, you're either just going to school you know, you're going to go eat lunch and then you got pretty much nothing else to do the rest of the day. And the same thing goes for people that are, are working as well. Yeah. Well, a lot of, a lot of stagnant time for sure. Matt, you want to go? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've noticed uh, a few of my peers slip into just kind of dull moods and periods and they've told me about why it's going on and it seems totally reasonable. I think just the stress of the pandemic and how much unknown we're experiencing has amplified that. I've noticed a huge trend though. Um, I have an older brother in college, goes to UC Davis, it's his third year, and he has a few friends who have slipped into deep depressions. He slipped into something recently, he's fortunately gotten out of it. But it's just these kids that have huge drives to become doctors, lawyers and such, they've kind of fallen off a cliff because they don't know where to put that energy. So it's been concerning seeing that and um, I mean, even I'm decently driven, I would say, and I had a very rough time at the beginning of the pandemic. I experienced a little bit of trauma. And so for the first maybe two, maybe three months, I was dealing with anxiety on levels and consistency I've never experienced before. But I think, yeah, for the most part, I've just seen like when people experience struggles like that, like the one I experienced and the one my brother and his friends are experiencing, it's been amplified due to just the newness of the pandemic. Thanks, Matt. Uh, Julia? Um, I feel like the pandemic has really showed how differently people can be affected by the same things. For example, all of us are basically going through the same global issue, but each one of us is being affected so differently. People have mentioned stories of depression and things of that nature. I'm grateful where I hadn't witnessed any of that, but just here at home, for me, the pandemic has made school a little bit easier while my younger brother who's technically living the same life as me has been struggling so much more than me. So it's crazy how the same circumstances can cause people to feel so differently. Thank you. Jake. So lucky enough, I haven't really seen much 
Um, yeah, I've had the occasional, you know, I'm a little stressed out or anxious or definitely seen some friends, you know, mood change a little bit. But as for myself, it sounds like I'm one of the lucky ones because I, um, I've been pretty good about keeping myself busy. I've been working out every day, setting new habits that I wasn't able to set because I didn't, just didn't have time uh, when we were going to school in person. So I think I've been pretty fortunate. You know, I've still been able to, I also surf and I've still been able to play soccer and I've still been able to see friends. So I think I'm, I'm, I've been pretty fortunate. Yeah. I, I, I would agree that, that all of, all of us on this call are. So again, um, I really, I'm impressed with all of you and I'm going to kind of end the way I started it. And, uh, instead of asking you a word to describe the last year, I'm going to ask you to give me one word to describe this last hour we just spent together. So, uh, Nick, one word. I would say relieving. Okay. Matthew. Refreshing. Sammy. Connected. Jake. Eye-opening. Julia. Enlightening. Awesome. I really appreciate you guys. This has been another episode of Clear Choices. If you're a teenager and you heard this, seek out support if you need it. If you're a parent and you heard this, make sure you talk to your kids. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've been inspired and motivated by what you heard today, please subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Post it on social media, invite friends, and let me know if you have any potential guests. While you're there, leave us a review. We'd love to connect with you as well, so check out our Facebook page by searching Clear Choices. I'm available for speaking engagements, and you can find more information by visiting our website at clearchoices.live. And all this can be found in our show notes. Join us next week for more inspiring stories that can help us all make clear choices. Thanks for listening.